in the past 30, 60 days, my portfolio is down 20%. And that's about $200,000. So I'm not feeling good about that, but I'm really feeling good about my portfolio today. And that's because some people that I, I respect have confirmed that, Carrie, you're on the right path. Understand, I don't invest for today. I don't invest for this week, this month. I invest for the future. I read a lot, and I, I have a vision of what 2030 is going to look like, and, and I have a vision of what 2025 is going to look like. And so when Tim Cook on January 19th, and I did a video on this, told Jim Cramer that, that Apple was going to in 2035, if you looked back, you would not remember them for the iPhone, that you would remember for their contribution to the change in healthcare. That is one of the things that put me on the path that I'm on right now. Now, more recently, Walter Isaacson, who just wrote a new book, basically in his video about that book, about CRISPR and, and Jennifer, he said that he believed that the revolution, the fourth revolution in healthcare, in CRISPR, is 10 times bigger, will be 10 times bigger than the digital economy. That's enormous. That's my portfolio. Then, just this last Thursday, Joe Biden came forward and said in his press conference that he is going to triple, triple the U.S. expenditure on science and, and quantum computing and uh, artificial intelligence. And, and once again, right down the alley of where I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm down 20%, but I don't care. These people are confirming. And then just this weekend, Kathy Woods, Kathy Woods, who I respect immensely. She is the one who, who, who first coined the phrase that I use a lot, technolo technological disruption. And that's my portfolio. That's what it's built on. And she has confirmed to me, you're in the right place, Carrie. So in this video, I've, I've done the video on Tim Cook. I've done the video on Walter Isaacson. And I've done the video on, um, on, on, on Joe, Joe Biden. Today, I want to show you what, I want to show you what Kathy told me. Stay tuned. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Kathy basically covered all the segments of my portfolio. She has more segments than I do, uh, but she covered what I, what I hold. The only thing she covered that I don't hold at this time and that I don't talk a lot about is cryptocurrency. Now, I have brought into the tribe and, and, and into the presenters of Best of Us Investors, Jim Wells. Jim Wells, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to catch it. He, he does a presentation on Tuesdays and Thursdays on specifically on cryptocurrency. And he is our representative. He is our voice. He is our expert on cryptocurrency. Comes on at four o'clock on the afternoon, Central Standard Time. Be sure to, to catch that. So, okay, the first thing that Kathy talked about that she's very high on is that of electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are in my portfolio. In fact, they represent 18% of my portfolio. Tesla is my single heart largest holding. Neo's in there and BYD uh, 
D-Y. They are a Chinese company with a facility here in the United States, a, a plant, and they are the largest manufacturer of, they, they make automobiles, but they, they're the largest manufacturer of city buses, of uh, forklifts, of taxi cabs. They are in the auxiliary market of the electric vehicle. I want you to hear what Kathy told me about the future of the electric vehicle. And then we'll go through the other parts of the portfolio. So watch this. I have to tell you, I am even taken back sometimes when I think about the opportunities ahead of us. I'm just going to rattle off a few. Uh, and the reason they are going to happen is because the, the, the costs associated with scaling these new technologies, the costs have come down low enough that they're opening up new markets. Um, battery costs uh, are an easy explanation. Uh, when we started the firm, uh, I think the, the question was, would electric vehicles ever be economic? Would they ever take off? And today, of course, we're looking at electric vehicle uh, prices soon to drop below uh, uh, gas-powered car prices on a like-for-like -like basis, and by 2025, the average uh, the average car, like the Toyota Camry uh, of the electric vehicle space, will be priced at $18,000 compared to $25,000, $26,000 for the average gas-powered car. Uh, and we know that electric cars are better from a couple of points of view. Certainly, uh, the environment, but also they're just better cars. Uh, if you um, if you uh, use metrics like uh, zero to sixty miles per hour, how many seconds does that take? Um, so uh, we we think for that, just that one um, part of the auto mar market is going to scale. This is a global number. At an 82% compound annual rate during the next five years. Think about that. Anything growing that much, people just don't believe that's going to happen. But we do. We think there will be a wholesale shift so that we go from 2.2 to 2.3 million electric vehicle cars sold last year to 40 million in five years. And that will be almost half of all cars sold globally. And we'll probably have entered the autonomous realm as well. Then she spoke to the largest part of my portfolio, and that is the cloud and artificial intelligence and how artificial intelligence is just screaming fast. And, and to me, that's Amazon, that's Google, that's um, uh, Microsoft and, and Apple. They are, they are big players in the cloud where artificial intelligence is being implemented to give us to, to analyze our data and then give us feedback as to our next step. The other thing he'll, she'll talk about is um, cryptocurrency and the, the digital wallet. My only holding in that area is that of Square. Uh, but again, this is the bulk over 50% of my, of my uh, portfolio. As far as cryptocurrency, as I said, see Jim Wells. Um, on Tuesday and Thursdays under the best of us investors. So listen to what Kathy has to say about the play and how artificial intelligence, the price of artificial intelligence is coming down just in, in, extremely fast because of its use in so many 
different areas? Um, one of the reasons uh, autonomous will happen is because artificial intelligence training costs are dropping by 37% per year. And uh, we're seeing uh, the size of uh, artificial intelligence models growing by tenfold per year. Uh, so there's a huge amount of progress being made because the costs are dropping at such a rapid rate. And uh, we can make this progress now. One of the reasons these models are growing so quickly is that to do natural language processing takes time, 10 times the computing power that computer vision uh, demands. So, and we see the progress being made in natural language processing. I, I, I don't think we expected this for another five years. So even we have been taken aback at the progress. Uh, and I do believe a lot of it is associated with the costs coming down as rapidly as they are. Uh, we think that artificial intelligence is going to enable virtual worlds that um, I remember we used to talk about this 20 years ago, talking about how we would all be entering into virtual worlds with avatars and so forth. Um, well, I, I think virtual reality is on the cusp. And uh, we would have told you, there was a debate in the firm, but we would have told you on balance, uh, most of us did not expect it to take off five years ago. Uh, I listened to Unity Software, uh, um, John Riccatello, who uh, I knew uh, from Electronic Arts in the day. Uh, he's at Unity and he had uh, also been saying that he didn't think virtual reality was going to be a thing um, uh, about five years ago for quite some time. Now he says we're on the cusp. Uh, and this means uh, we, we will be uh, seeing virtual worlds converging and we will be evolving towards the metaverse. Uh, and we think there's a creative explosion and it's not just in gaming, it's probably in every sector. Again, artificial intelligence, a big part of that. The next thing that Kathy pointed out that uh, came home to me is I don't have enough representation in robotics. I know that robots are going to become a part of my life in the future. I'm 76 years old. In 10 years, I'm going to need a robot in my house to pick up that 50-pound bag of um, weed and feed that I just bought at Home Depot today. I'm actually going to need that robot to, to spread it on the yard. So robots are going to become a major part of our future. And I only hold robotics in the medical field right now. Those devices that help surgeons go in and make precise surgery that they only they can go in and operate on me on a small cut and put the tools in and thus uh, operate. I That's the only robotics I, I hold. But listen to what Kathy tells us and how she dispels the myth that with the with the advent of technology and robots specifically, how it's going to take jobs away, but as in te all technology in the past, they create new jobs. They create the jobs that you and I don't even imagine. As robots do this for us, that frees us up to do other things. She even talks about how how now that you don't have to do the job you were doing, you might become an Instagram star. Interesting to think about. 
or you could become a YouTube star. We'll talk more about that sometime in the future. Uh, it took the manufacturing industry in the United States 15 years to go from 20 robots per 10,000 uh, 10, employees to 200. 15 years, uh, and that, uh, that took place through 2015. Uh, we believe uh, that the same is about to, hap about to happen to the entire economy, not just the manufacturing. We are right now at roughly 20 uh, robots per 10,000 employees in the U.S. economy. We believe it will only take five years to get to 200. And a lot of, a lot of people uh, uh, are afraid when they hear that. Uh, they're thinking about their own jobs. Uh, but the history of technology is, yes, there will be displacement, but the history is that it will create many more jobs uh, uh, than it will destroy. Uh, and uh, so we are not afraid of this. Uh, our brainstorm today, we had a, a, a big discussion about it. And one of the things we've learned from, from uh, technology is we have no idea how, uh, how many interesting new creative jobs are going to evolve during the next five years, um, uh, maybe having to do with virtual worlds. Uh, we were also commenting on, you know, working fewer hours. Well, influencers on Instagram, that's a job. I don't think they are working eight hours a day. Maybe some are, uh, but I don't think uh, some of them need to do it and they're making a very fine living. The next part of my portfolio that Kathy addressed was that of orbital aerospace. And and that's only represents about 2% of my portfolio. Um, Gillet is, that's G-I-L-T, is uh, one of them. And then the other one is the, the SPAC HOL, which represents uh, Astra. And that's a company that um, is making rockets for if, if I own a trucking company or a shipping company and I want to track my, my trucks or my ships, um, Astro will shoot a rocket up into the sky and give me my own, um, satellite to do, to, to take care of my fleet. That, so I only have 2% of my portfolio in, um, in, in the, the rocket and, and space companies. Gillet is, the company that is going to have the software that is going to communicate back and forth from that um, from that uh, orbiting satellite. Here's what she had to say about that. Another very interesting section in our big ideas is orbital aerospace. And if there's one space uh, that we've seen all of our technologies converging, uh, it is in orbital aerospace. And we think the opportunities there are vast as well in the uh, con global connectivity market, which is what a lot of people think about when they think about orbital uh, aerospace. They think about uh, all the satellites that uh, uh, SpaceX is sending out there to help with global connectivity. That's a $40 billion market, um, uh, uh, total available market. 10 billion of which, uh, believe it or not, is in the US, in our rural areas, uh, and 30 billion in the rest of the world. Then Kathy speaks to 
uh, 14% of my holdings, and that is 3D printing. I own uh, 3D systems, desktop metals, X1, and nano dimensions. She makes point that this has risen to the attention as a result of uh, the coronavirus, how how 3D printing printed our masks, our shields, uh, some parts for respirators, and how it is in my my vein going to bring the supply chain back to the United States, not only in small things like it did for the uh, the in reaction to the coronavirus, but also as it as we are learning how they make parts for for machinery, uh, how they are fusing metals and all different kinds of of products that eventually they will, if you read um, The Future is Faster Than You Think, how your clothing will not be manufactured in India in the future. It will be manufactured in a facility that has 3D printers, sewing printers that will make the your your clothes you will pick a picture out of a catalog and say that's what i want in my size you'll stand in front of a mirror and you'll come back on friday and it will be made specifically for you listen to what kathy has to say about 3d printing uh 3d printing we think uh the reason it is starting to take off uh as so many other uh, innovations do is it solved problems during the coronavirus um, 3D printing uh, parts for ventilators, face shields, uh, and so forth. So uh, it is emerging from the valley of despair. And we think that there's a, a, a combined with artificial intelligence, uh, we think this is a $120 billion market in five years. And then Kathy speaks to the remaining 20% of my portfolio, which is in biotech. And she explains how uh, genome sequencing, and she specifically speaks to long-read genome sequencing, and that would be to uh, Pacific Bio. I also hold the short-read, uh, and that is Illumina. And so then she speaks into the therapies that are going to be available to us to cure cancer, to take it out of out of existence, and and as with many diseases, she gives me two different types of T cell therapies that are going to be available, and it just illuminates the the extremely fast change that is happening in the biotech industry. My holdings in biotech include CRISPR, Pacific Biotech, as well as Illumina, and then Edits. Intella, Invade. So those are those are my strong feelings. That's that, that. This is a sector that I feel very strongly about because it 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 is it has the biggest um, potential for changing my life. The other the other holding I I forgot to mention is Quantum Psi. Uh, this is a sequencing of um, of protein as opposed to uh, genome, and I'm very excited about that. And then finally, uh, in the genomic space, uh, we we focus on long read sequencing, uh, which is going to be transformational. It is much more accurate uh, and reliable than short read sequencing. Uh, and so we're excited about um, the multi-screening cancer opportunity that uh, 
uh, we think uh, by 2025, will reach a low enough cost with long read sequencing uh, so that um, it will pay, reimbursement will be there for those 40 and over. So we can all start screening earlier for this uh, disease associated with older age uh, and either prevent or cure, please God, with gene editing um, cancer in stage one. And finally, uh, I, one of the biggest breakthroughs in cancer we've had is immunotherapy, of course, where uh, the way we've described it historically, uh, we have we are able uh, to train our own immune system to recognize and fight cancer. And that's with our own uh, T cells. Uh, well, now we're moving to off the shelf. The uh, new way is allogenic. So autologous is the old way, allogenic, and there'll be a place for both of them, I'm sure, is really taking anyone's cells and training those cells to treat anyone else's um, body to fight and kill cancer. Uh, and we think that will be a $250 billion opportunity in the next five to 10 years. So lots of opportunity, lots of hope, lots of excitement. So that gives you a take on what Kathy told me. What And, and, and to sum it up, Kathy told me, you've got a portfolio that is just going to explode in value as we move through this, this period of time of doubt and fear about interest rates and, and uh, a, a, a flood to value. And my, my, and I think Kathy would agree with me on this. The value is not in Exxon and General Motors and Ford and General Electric. It's in the future. Those are the undervalued assets that the market has not woken up to. I believe I've got about $800,000 of them. And I believe this $800,000 will very quickly be $2 million. So, Kathy, thank you for the reassurance. Sometimes it's kind of tough, but uh, I think we're on the right track. And um, Kathy is someone who I think you should become familiar with. And then I would ask you to become familiar with Best of Us Investors. You can do that by going to bestofusinvestors.com, uh, giving me your name and your email address. I'll invite you to our Discord and we'll have even further discussions there. We actually have a uh, analysis team that we're putting together to take your stocks, your stocks that you want to know more about, and then we'll analyze them in-house and then feed that information to you. We're trying to create a, a tribe of people who, who like Kathy, uh, believe in disruptive technology, but most importantly, believe in making good financial decisions, keeping more of what we make by understanding our tax code, and number three, building family wealth. So that's, that's, that's my pat on the back from Kathy. Uh, and um, I think, uh, I think if you stick with me, we got some bright days in front of us. Uh, but I'll see you again tomorrow.